interrogation of a hip-hop album where we take some of the culture's most beloved hip-hop albums put them on the stand see if they stood the test of time now let's see who we got on the stand today welcome to another episode of rap in order i'm first class reg and i'm torian b and today we're getting into an album that i suggested um so <laughs> this uh, this album came out in 1999 which was a, coming off of one of the big the biggest years in hip-hop history um which, which was 98 but this album came out, this is the fourth album from this artist um, with a very huge label, Cash Money Records. Um, and I'm talking about BG, who should be free any day now when you're, as you're watching this. Um, BG was supposed to be that artist that, um, that kind of carried the torch for Cash Money. Things didn't really go that way. And of course, you know, Juvenile ended up being like the spokesman, the big artist for Cash Money up until Wayne took that torch. But um, BG, Baby Gangster, came out with Chopper City in the Ghetto. It was released in 99. It was solely produced by Manny Fresh. You had Big Timers on there. You had, of course, Lil Wayne. Um, what's your feelings on this album? Um, <laughs> or uh, back, from back then, speaking from that perspective. But not even back then. then. So in 90, like I was, when I, in 1999, I was a huge juvenile fan. Mm-hmm. Like juvenile was the shit to me. I, I thought I also thought that Little Wayne was dope because it was cool that he was like a teenager. He was he was sixteen, mm-hmm. you know. That they kept telling us that, and I thought it was dope that like you know he couldn't curse and shit mm-hmm. like that, right? But um, with BG, like it was like being explained. So all right, I'll tell you a story. His name is Harry Turner. Harry Turner is from Alabama, and he went to high school with me, and he would tell us everything that he knew about BG, and he was telling us that. Pretty much like BG was the one who was like running around in the streets, like doing wild shit in New Orleans, right? So that's why like he was so beloved and he was like, he was looked at as the one because like he was pretty much like in the fold with what they was doing at Cash Money. Mm-hmm. And like he got his name from um from Birdman's brother that's named Gangster, okay. who was just released from jail. And like actually it's really funny because um on dj vlad interview like he like tells the story like how he was around like in the, in the early stages of cash money records and how like all of them looked up to him so much because like he was a young dude and he was like really outside wilding so like they all like looked up to him and then unfortunately well i mean i don't know if it's unfortunate or not some people it's unfortunate you know um while he was in jail he cooperated um and he told all dead people oh okay. and um that was like, you know, a big no-no. So like a lot of people feel like the name is like tarnished. Now the name Gangster, all the work that he put in, but he just wanted to come home. Like imagine mm-hmm. like you go to jail and your brothers become like the biggest things like out. And then you just yeah. like, wait a second. I, when I said I was going to jail, I thought y'all was just going to be broke and y'all going to end up <laughs> in here with me. I ain't think y'all niggas going to see the this vision. big. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, but um, back to BG, like. I wasn't the biggest BG fan. I was I was more so of a juvenile and Wayne fan. Mm-hmm. But um, I respected BG because you know my friend Harry Turner <laughs> from from Longwood High School uh, explained like the the lore to me of who BG was. But I just felt like BG like he was like more like a local celebrity and like it just never um, 
it never translated. Like, I, like if you knew, you knew, but like it wasn't. Like even like, think about it. When people hear bling bling, they don't think they don't think BG. They don't think BG, right? And it's because of I mean, it's because of Wayne. Yeah. I think Wayne kind of stood in front of that a lot, and he he was the one that would be like, yeah. "Oh, I coined the term because he did. I did this, yeah. yeah." Like he spoke about the reign of that song a lot, yeah. and it changed that song itself. You know, the the term is in the dictionary. Yeah, you know, so like. It did a lot, and people often forget that it is tied to BG because of that. So yeah, man, like yeah. I, like I get it, and like even Wayne looked up to BG. Like BG was that dude. Like in New Orleans, back in the day, it was BG and Soldier Slim. Mm. So BG and Soldier Slim were like the biggest things out, and Soldier Slim was even bigger. He had Cutthroat committed. I believe he was affiliated with uh with, with No Limit, and like things just you know, unfortunately, he lost his life. Mm-hmm. But he was just going too soon, but like. He was like making like anthems like down there in New Orleans and shit. So it's cra- it's crazy the um how sales how different sales are now because back then this album debuted at number nine and it sold one hundred and forty thousand copies. Yeah, right. Number nine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the number one album today. Yes, absolutely. that's crazy. Um, but for me back then my my affinity with BG goes back to around that time frame because my brother um shout out to Z Mega. Today's actually his birthday when we're recording this. It's old ass. Um, but he would always listen to BG. He listened to Cash Money. I wasn't as welcome in the Cash Money yet because I was still on the No Limit train. So around this time was when um, Cash Money was kind of edging No Limit out. I think No yeah. Limit was kind of fading out. Yeah, it was. As Absolutely. Cash Money. In 99, yeah. Yeah. As Cash Money was like coming to the fold, like, but... BG was just doing so many undeniable things for me. I mean, Cash Money as an Army was just, mm-hmm. that was undeniable. Bling Bling was undeniable. And those are two songs that people often forget are such a big part of, you know, the rise of Cash Money. Yo, it's so crazy because if you think about it, right, in 1999, right, remember No Limit? Like, that was when, when Master P, at the MTV, okay, at the MTV Video Music Awards, mm-hmm. No Limit performed. Mm-hmm. And Master P brought out Snoop Dogg, and remember, like that was like a big deal because that was the first time that, like, as the public saw Snoop Dogg without Death Row. Yeah, yeah. And like Snoop came out, and he was just like dancing with them while they was performing. Um, uh, uh, uh make them say, uh. Mm-hmm. And then like it's crazy because it's like that was in September. That was in September. I remember vividly because I was in school. That was in September. By December, like. Cash money was everywhere. Yeah. And like no limit was just on the decline. Like it mm-hmm. just wasn't like it was just like we just knew Master P had a lot of money mm-hmm. and he was like doing shit. Like he was, you know, he was getting on remixes and shit like that and like getting features and but like no. Mm-hmm. Like cash money, like it was that quick, bro. It was a matter of months. It's it's wild to think about because yeah, like I couldn't my brain just couldn't compute how fast that happened. Cause I was all about no limit. Yeah. Like fiend, mystical, silk, I mean Silk Shocker. Damn. All of them. You know, I, I fucked with all of them. Yeah, but, but you ain't fuck with Silk that much, obviously. Nah, I didn't fuck with Silk that much. I had to charge it to the game album, but yeah, nah, nah. Silk is one of the worst rappers of all time. I've always said that. But um, 99 was packed. I mean, you had, we always like to go through the albums that came out in that time frame, right? Mm-hmm. So we had the debut of Eminem that year right. um, with, with Slim Shady LP. Well, the official debut of Eminem. Mm-hmm. Um, you had the I Am from Nas. You had Amplified from Q-Tip, his official debut as a solo artist. Um, and then there was X. You had Murder Music from Mob Deep. Mm-hmm. Things Fall Apart from The Roots, Black on Both Sides. 2001 from Dre. So it was a lot of albums that came out this year. And BG kind of, for BG to cut through that, 
or for Cash Money to debut or make their splash this year was big. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was that was a big year. But like I said, it's just really funny to me. Like BG, like he, like he was like the the hometown hero. Like mm-hmm. I absolutely like it, it, it. It's crazy. I'll give you a comparison. Like you see, like all the fanfare that little baby gets. Yeah. Now, like that was like what how BG was getting love like back home. Yeah, like, that, he was that from because like... he was from those air like that area. Like juvenile was too, but like it was like a bigger deal with BG. Everywhere that, yeah, everywhere that BG went, it was homegrown, but then also he had, like, this legacy in Detroit, too, that he built. Like, I remember around the time in grade school, anytime BG came to town, it was a big deal. Like, he stayed there up until, like, his uh, his stint that he started doing in, in jail. And as you're mm-hmm. watching this, you know, um, uh, as you might be watching this, he might be free now. I know. No, he ain't free yet. I checked. Well, no, no, no. I mean, as they're watching, when they start watching this, because I know he's not free yet. Oh, okay. I see. No, because they I'm, was... I'm sorry. I didn't mean to sound so dark <laughs> about that, guys. But like, yeah, he like nah, he's not free. He, I think they still got that nigga. But no, um, when you guys watch this, we should have some type of update on his release. I know Gucci kind of threw his hat in the ring of like wanting to sign him. But then I started thinking, like, what if the nigga come back and he don't even want to rap? He gonna want to rap, but he went. Yo, bro, remember like before he went in, like Ti signed him. Remember he was on the King Grand album, yeah. yeah. Like yo, bro, like be like you wanna know what's funny to me? I'm gonna get killed for this. Like the people who say that Silk the Shocker, like like he raps better than Silk the Shocker, but he raps off beat like Silk the Shocker. He's just a better version. Nah, I don't think he does. Yo, because I think I think with BG BG carries like that Soldier Slim flow. Like nah, you don't know on the BG, like I, it's like, very like it, nah, bro. BG be fuck. I mean, um, fucking damn. Soldier Slim be like he flows right. Mm-hmm. Like with BG, like you, like he did not, like he has like a New Orleans twang to him, like mm-hmm. when he talks. But it's like it don't rhyme enough for me. Uh-huh. Like he don't like his like it, it's just not like he's just saying shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I fuck with it more so be because from the hizzle. Because like, a lot of <laughs> a lot of um a lot of that style is in Detroit artists too. Like a lot Detroit artists get the same type of flack because they don't necessarily stay on beat. But it's like this it's this flow that's like a different pocket it's, that it's, they it's just the, commit to. Obviously, as a New York as a native New Yorker, we think. I, we think everybody else talks weird because we everybody's supposed to talk like us. But I also understand because I live in other cities. Mm-hmm. Like it's just the accent. So like in New Orleans, like I know that like other people sound like him. So mm-hmm. like to them, like it's nothing, and it makes a lot of sense, yeah, right? Yeah. So I know in, in in Detroit because now you know you 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 uh, introduced me to Boldy, mm-hmm. right? And like I watched his interviews, and I'm just like, <laughs> yo, like, yeah, he's just he's super mellowed yeah. out and just like yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's just the flow. Yeah. But um so getting into the actual album, the album is 16 tracks long. Um you got just pretty low on features. There's I mean, it's just the squad on yeah. here. You got Hot Boys, Big Timers. That that's pretty much it. Um what stands out to you outside of the two major singles? All right. So one other tidbit before I answer that. I'm gonna answer your question. Did you know that basically Cash Money was ran like a boy band? <laughs> no. The Hot Boys? Nah. Yeah. Like, they all had to, like, there were, were things that they all had to do. Like, um, so they all had to, like, they all had to, like, wear certain clothes. Like, they all mm. had, like, stories. That I knew. They I all knew had to wear part. certain clothes. They all had, like, basically all of them had, like, a uh, like a story for, like, 
Word Up magazine and for Right On oh. and like things to like tell girls and stuff like that. Like that's why they they presented Little Wayne as like younger because he was like Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Like you know what I'm saying. So like uh, like all right, like let's say if we compare the Hot Boys to like NSYNC, right? Juvenile is the old nigga. Um, JC. Yeah, JC was the old nigga. Yeah, he was he was the old nigga. Okay, right. He's JC, so he's just a talented, but he's the old nigga. Wayne is Justin Timberlake. BG is um, damn. He, BG was like Joey Fatone, like one of the original members of the group and shit like that. And like Turk is Lance Bass, I guess. I don't know. And that, and that, and that kind of makes sense, you know, for what he said in the Vlad. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I see. I see yeah. what you're doing. But I'm just saying, like, that's how they ran Cash Money Records. And I just thought that that was interesting with, with them on the label, right? But to answer your question, um, I'll, I'll give you a. So, Made Man. I really like it. I like I like the production that that, mm-hmm. that he did on Made oh, that was done on Made Man by Made Man is solid, right? And then um, real niggas is something that I like, and uh, niggas in trouble. That's my favorite song off album. Niggas in trouble is solid, yeah. even though like it's it gets kind of tough to listen to Wayne back then sometimes because you know how much he's progressed as an MC. So like when you listen to him back then and how young he was and not finding his voice yet. Or his comfortable flow, mm. it's a little tough. So like niggas in trouble, I'm kind of eh about because juvenile sounds great on that, and um, juvie sounds great on every track he's on on this. Um, I think if I had to pick, I think with the BG is dope, and playing it raw is crazy, and trigger play. Trigger play is like a, a great like bounce coming off the intro. That's a that's a great like smooth transition into the actual album. But then I mean there's just they just get overshadowed though because the singles on here is so big. I mean Cash Money is an army is just that beat is insane. Yeah. <laughs> that beat is insane. Like I it's still I still listen to it like not on a daily, but like consistently. And then bling bling. <laughs> I, yeah, I do. I have like a playlist of all of this shit. Damn. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you this much. Um, what the BG is a snooze for? Oh, with the BG? Yeah. Is it the beat? Just everything. Like I told you, it's slow, <laughs> like all that shit. Like I'm just like, yo, bro, like I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't get into it. Like, yeah, I yeah. Couldn't, I couldn't really. And then playing in Raw is a huge AO. Yeah, that, that's why I said it's crazy. Like that's crazy. playing a role is crazy. Like that's a huge AO. Um, I remember like so. The, the funny thing is, is that when I went to New Orleans for my birthday, um, my girl Sarah like she wanted to like go visit certain areas, and like this song is the reason why I don't like go out of the main tourist attraction in the French Quarter in New Orleans. Like, <laughs> why the fuck would I do that? Like, like, do you hear how these niggas talk about where they from? And yeah. Do what these niggas? Yeah. These niggas is ruthless. I will say though that um, every time I listen to like New Orleans rappers from back then, like the way they they talk about New Orleans doesn't make me want to visit. It, yeah. You know how you know how other artists like when Nelly came out, he made me want to visit St. Louis because I was like, oh, I never really even heard anybody talk mm-hmm. about St. Louis. So like he talked about it in such a like endearing way. Artists that like have these like great great stories about their cities and like they big up their cities with them it's just stories about where they from they're not trying to welcome me there but they just telling their shit they can mm-hmm. their shit it doesn't make me want to go 
Right. <laughs> you know? Um, I'll be honest with you. It's funny you say that, right? Because, like, when I hear rappers rap about Detroit, mm-hmm. that's how I always felt. So that's why like, I told you, I was like, yo, there's nothing about Detroit that I want to go to. And then mm-hmm. I forgot the Temptations are from Detroit mm-hmm. and, like, all the Motown. Yeah, so yeah. when I watch those movies mm-hmm. and, like, listen to that music, I want to go to I yeah, want to go yeah. to Detroit. But yeah. when I listen to rappers? Yeah. Nah, dog. Because it's different, it's different sides to it, though. Because if you listen to, like, somebody like Dilla or you listen to Slum Village, who is, like, the more peaceful approach of Detroit and, like, just a whole different artistic vibe, then yeah, you can get a different you can get a different feel of maybe want to visit Detroit. Okay, yeah, I definitely don't listen to Slum Village. Yeah, yeah, but like that, those those type of artists, those type of in that type of bag. Yeah, you want to know who who could have made me want to go to Detroit? Aaliyah. Okay, but she didn't like give me no anthem. She she didn't give me she gave you she gave you shit. No, you talking about Detroit about type? Detroit. Okay, okay, okay. She ain't give me nothing like you know what I'm saying. Like she okay. ain't give me a what up though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, that's, that's what great. I'm saying. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I know that that like I, I'm sorry that we very know. I know that there's artists that have made songs that like celebrate Detroit mm-hmm. and like more so like uh like like you know like use the Lego and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like I keep that shit like a secret. I like gatekeepers. You think so? No, nah, I don't think so. Yo, I think it's just very like if you know you know type shit. And it's like the only person that I've seen well Eminem and Big Sean have been the only ones that have been putting Detroit on their fucking chest. Like, yo, bro, Detroit. Give Danny Brown his credit. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, when it comes to Detroit shit, like, Big Sean is creative director for the Pistons. And, okay, okay. You know, all of that type of shit. I just think Danny Brown's too associated with drugs, that's why. Yeah. That's why he probably did the clean cut look for a bit. You know? Mm-hmm. But, on, in the fo- back in the fold of this album, um, I think their, their initial plan was for BG to be that guy. But I don't think they expected Juvenile to take off the way that he did. Right. Because um, with, with Ha, and then also getting the um, the East Coast look that they got from Hope popping on the Ha remix gave them a whole different demographic to fuck with. But originally, what do you think What do you think got in BG's way? Drugs. I knew you were going to say that. Because that is what got in his way. Yeah, it is. It's not even like it's, the, lot, it's like not even of, trying to be funny. Like a lot of legal issues, uh, drug drug addiction, and so they kind of had to makeshift and do what they could do, and and it kind of just worked in their favor because Juju was taking off. Yeah, like I just feel like for him, and then also like you know he he found out he learned that um like this is really funny like I know I, like people think I'm trying to be funny, but like Birdman really ran the Hot Boys like how how Rob Perman ran Backstreet Boys and Sing like. He was just, and 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 um, Shit Night did niggas at, at death row. Like he really just was just buying the cars and houses. Everything was in his name. Yeah, and niggas like, complain about money. And he'd be like, yo, I just got you a new Bentley. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, yo, what about that mansion you got, Walden? Like it ain't like, like nigga, yeah. I want money. Yeah. <laughs> like, but like, I, like some of them will probably be like, yeah, you right, you yeah, right. Yeah. I sleep in the car. Yeah, you know. So I I just think that for a lot of them, I just think that uh, there was a lot of. Especially BG like that, that like that was like always the issue. Mm-hmm. But I think with Birdman, I think Birdman had like a plan, and I think that he was just like, damn, like why are you making it hot? Like I, I'm gonna take care of you. I'm trying to do something. Yeah, and niggas, people think that this is BG's debut, and this is his fourth album. Yeah, because they was really doing shit locally, like selling shit out of like fucking countless record stores. Yeah, shit. 
Yeah, it's his fourth, his fourth fucking album, and to debut at number nine that year is big. Hundred and forty thousand is is insane. Um, he also has like other tracks on here that I really like too. So like, as you get long, as you get deeper into the album, you could tell that Manny Fresh hasn't really fully found his sound yet as a producer. Um, so like the beats aren't really that up to par and I'm a big Manny Fresh fan too. Like I've said, I've said that before, but like, you know, you get, you get to tracks like, uh, thugging hard times. That's like a little harder to listen to because mm-hmm. the beats aren't that fleshed out. They're not that great. You get to dog ass with Juvie. Juvie's the highlight on here. Cause he's just a bet. Yo, his flow. Yo. Yeah. Juvie's the highlight. Like that nigga could just rap bro. Like, yeah. And and it's crazy because and it just goes to show you too, like back then Juvie, he wasn't the highlight artist. He wasn't being positioned as the highlight and he kind of just pushed his way through. Yo, and like, I don't think he was even planning to be mm-hmm. that nigga. Like he it's wasn't. Because you were like when I think when Cash Money came out, they were just thinking about all right, we're gonna have the whole Louisiana like loving our shit, right? Mm-hmm. And like I think BG made a lot of shit for New Orleans, like, yeah. like, like where they from from uptown, mm-hmm. right? But I think when Juvenile was making music, he was making crossover hits and shit. Yeah. And I think it just made a difference. And then that's why, like, with Bling Bling, like, it just became something like that, you know, Wayne just being like a teenager, just making no- noises and shit, just saying that. And they was like, all right, man, get in there and say that shit. But, like, we want right. some, like, cutthroat kill shit. Yeah. And um, I think Juvie's success kind of just really had to make them, like, shift a lot of shit around. Because yeah. that was in 98. That that four hundred degrees came out. Mm-hmm. He actually debuted in the biggest year in mm-hmm. hip hop. Um, so that's what that's what's a lot of things around. Yeah. Um, do you think when BG comes out of prison that he's gonna be able to like? How do you think his his shifting is gonna be? And we're not really. What's the batting average anyway for artists that are coming out of jail? Like, what's they like? It ain't, it ain't really high. It's like, not that like, good. Think about it. So, all right, let's say the the bar is Tupac, mm-hmm. right? So Tupac did amazing when he came home from jail, right? Uh, so let's see, um, Gucci Mane, right? Gucci Mane has Gucci. Around, I think right? Gucci is probably right under Pac. Yeah, right. So right, then you got Gucci Mane. So let's see, Slick Rick didn't go pretty really well for him. Like he's a mm-hmm. legend, but like his career, like from what the what the trajectory, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Fat Joe, like he kind of like changed course a little bit, and now he's coming like a personality, right? Yeah, Fat Joe. Uh, Remy Ma still ain't dropped that album. She, yeah. I don't know. Um, seven Winners. I forget what it's called. Yeah, seven, eight, eight Summer Seven Winners. Yeah. Like that, right? You got Boosie. Like, Boosie's like, it's weird because like in the South, like, Boosie is still king. And mm-hmm. like, White Me Down is going to get played at every like Kappa party and every wedding mm-hmm. that you go to. Right? And like his like his new music, it still goes off down South. Yeah. But, but it's like, not. In New York, it, don't, it don't cut through, but it's always been like that. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? White Me Down was just like an outlier. Right? Yeah. So I mean I mean shit Ti Ti came home and like still did okay but like Ti just kept being weird. Yeah, I think Ti is the one that shot himself in the foot because he went he did a lot of different stints. Yeah. And like um every time that he would come out because when he went to prison after, okay. I th- didn't he go after uh, Urban Legend too? Yeah. He went after Urban Legend and Urban Legend was when he was on the rise. Yeah. And then he came out he released King and King went stupid for him. Mm-hmm. Went in, came out, uh, T.I. versus T.I.P., I think, mm-hmm. which was commercial success, but not the best album. But, like, yeah, he shot himself in the foot. Oh, shit. Wayne. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Wayne. Yeah. Wayne, there is Wayne. 
I guess Wayne is just Wayne though, right? Yeah. It's like he, he, he's one of the biggest artists in the world, so it don't matter. Mm-hmm. Like that. But like, you know, he went home. He went to jail. I guess I'm thinking about like the extensive. Yeah, extensive. Yeah, because he, he Wayne served a year. year. Yeah. yeah. Year. Okay, cool. He, he I'm trying to think about like I mean, the people. I mean, served a year. That's true too. How long was how long was Gucci gone? Uh, like two years. Okay. Yeah, like he was like two and a half years or something like that. Okay. He just had like a, a spot. His life was just spiraling out of control. Yeah. But um, yeah. Um, I think I think when BG comes home, number one, have you seen BG lately? Yeah. That nigga is huge. Yeah. And like now he has like dreads and shit like that. So it's like. He's kind of unrecognizable because you used to seeing like this real skinny guy, mm-hmm. but like he's he's and he's in like one of the toughest jails like in the country, yeah. Anguilla. He's been away so, for a while. You know, um, I'm I don't know. I think I think he'll come home and he'll get like a lot of. I think he'll come home and probably probably uh, be in the same position as Boosie, mm-hmm. but Boosie has a lot of his business in order. Yeah. So that's the difference. So it's like he has a lot of his business in order. He has like a clear mind, and like I think that like Boosie. In my personal opinion, makes better like hit singles and like knows how to like make like make like I know that there's a, a demographic for BG. I just don't know if BG his music will resonate the same how it did back. No, yeah, it out. like shit has completely changed. And like I guess my point of bringing that up was because these artists that that get locked up and they come out and I feel like they need to they feel like they need to kind of just hit the ground running because they have eyes on them. Mm-hmm. Like when Remy, Remy got released and she went to the studio the same day. And I was like, why are you going to the studio? Like, what about your fam? Like, go sit down. Go be with your yeah. family. Go, like, I get think, your yeah, thoughts she, together. I think she overshot it. And then, like, yeah. she realized, like, let me just sit down. Yeah. I don't want to. I think she got it. Yeah, I think I think she's um she's probably in a good place right now mentally. I don't but I don't know where she's at musically. Um and for BG, I would be curious to see what he does. Um, cause his his time in prison has been longer than his time as an active rapper. Yep. So <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So he's I would locked up longer than he's been rich. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So I wanna so I wanna see how that affected him and I'm sure we're gonna hear about it. But overall, I feel like with this album and I guess we can just go into our ratings. Mm-hmm. But um, with this album, I'm comfortable giving it a three, three and a half waffles. Um, because so, so three or three and a half, Reg? Huh? Three or three and a half. <laughs> I'm going to give it a three and a half. I'll give it a three and a half. Okay. You, okay, so I can't wait to hear yours. But mine is a three and a half because um, one is the cultural significance of it. I have a handful of tracks on this project that I really enjoy. The project overall kind of kind of dwindles, especially toward the toward the second half of it. It's way too long, um, but from here you can kind of see where Cash Money was heading, and I think this is a very forgotten about lane for Cash Money because now when people think Cash Money, the newer generation at least just think straight Wayne and Nicki, but you have a whole nother lane for them that I think is really important to their fold. And you can't and you can't define that lane without this album. Okay. Um going back and listening to this project, I mean, I give it a two and a half. Um if I had to give somebody like the the history of like cash money, I'll let them listen to bling bling and tell them that's all they need to hear from this album. <laughs> um, you know, you have Juvenile's project, you have the Hot Boys project as a collective, mm-hmm. you have the Big Thomas project, you have Little Wayne's early projects. 
and I and I'm and I'm and even even you old UNLV stuff that they had, you know, the first group that that um Burt Van signed. Yeah. Like I, I truly feel like it like not hearing all of this album will be fine. Mm. Two and a half waffles, um Chopper, you know, Chopper Chopper in the city is not in, in the ghetto is not that good. Chopper City in the ghetto is not that good, guys. It's not. I tried. I wanted to. Like when Red said, I was like, oh yeah, bet. You know, it's, shout out to shout, shout out to Court, because um I just re- I just remembered Court wanted us to do this album at one point, so I know when he checks this out, he's gonna hit me up. He's gonna be probably upset, you know. But I'm used to we used to we used to Court getting mad. Yeah, I don't care. Um, but we I encourage you guys to listen to this and to and make you, and form your own opinion and hit us up. Let us know what you think. I have been First Class Reg, and I'm Torian B, and we're out of here. Catch you guys next. These are their stories. Dun, dun.